Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth. We present the best practices and principles to help us build a great life. Last week, we talked about the importance of adversity and gratitude. This week, we listened to 24 episodes. The three best ones talked about the power of purpose and the importance of support. Before we share the bonus for this week, we want to thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It makes such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. And we also want to give you a shout out. You could be spending this time listening to anything else and we really appreciate you being here. And you could also be using this time for social media and for other things, watching Netflix. Not saying that stuff is bad, but hopefully this will help you to reach your full potential. For the bonus for this week, we wanted to share, be a little honest and vulnerable and open. And as you've noticed, I've been late and it's been my fault with some travel and stuff. So this is coming out later than it should. The next episode is going to come out later and then hopefully we'll be back on track. And the lesson that I got out from that is good habits can still be really easy to break. And so I went back to Atomic Habits. It's a great book that I really recommend with the new year coming. If we're setting goals, resolutions, trying to build new habits, it's a great book. And James Clear, the author, talks about this. And he says a lot of times when we're doing something consistently and then when we fail, we think that's the end and we identify ourselves with that failure. So we say, oh, I'm just lazy, I'm not disciplined enough to do this. But he said, instead, we should look at it and we should just say, it happened, but don't let it happen twice. So we're all going to be busy, none of us are perfect, we're all gonna fall down. And it's important to remember that we can get back up, that no people aren't gonna judge us or be upset, that we can be open and honest and we can look at what made it so that we fell down. We can try to avoid those obstacles in the future, but most importantly, we can keep going. And a great example of that is the second part of the bonus for this week. We were able to listen to a great speaker who came to base, and her name is Kristen Christie. Her story was incredibly hard to listen to, but there were such powerful lessons of resilience and strength that came from it. Kristen lost her husband to suicide. He was successful in the Air Force. He was about to become a colonel um, when tragically he took his own life. And she also has lost one of her two sons he's been missing for four years. And she talked about how both of her sons had also attempted suicide because losing their father was so traumatic. And there's, again, don't want to focus too much on the negative. It was such a powerful anti-suicide message because it showed the impact that one person's actions can have on so many other people. But sticking out with some of the lessons about support, I thought it was really powerful. Kristen said, she doesn't remember what people said after her husband's funeral, but she remembers who was there. And I think this is so powerful because she talked about how we just need to show up and do something. 
A lot of times we worry about having the perfect thing to say or the perfect gift and we hold ourselves back and we don't put ourselves out there because we think, oh, it's going to be awkward or uncomfortable. But I love that message that she remembers who was there and that's what mattered most. It wasn't what they said, what they did. Just knowing that she wasn't alone in that horrible moment gave her the strength to keep going. And one other lesson from Kristen that we both really liked was she talked a lot about in her life when she'd gone through hard times or when she'd heard the word no. And she kept saying that she doesn't take no for an answer. And she said that she's reframed no, the letters N-O, to mean next opportunity. And I love that perspective that a lot of times we'll be going down a path and we'll hear a no and it can be so difficult it will bring us down, we'll be frustrated, we'll feel, again, we'll identify ourselves, whether that's with laziness, not being smart enough, good enough, whatever it is. But instead, it's such a positive, optimistic attitude and focus to recognize that no just means next opportunity. We can move on to something else. We don't have to be upset or frustrated, but we can keep going. The first podcast from this week is Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman. This week he talked about the importance of purpose. He said, every great company has a second purpose, like a Trojan horse, which drives it to be successful. To illustrate this point, he interviewed Robert Smith. He is a billionaire, a businessman. He started out on Wall Street. He moved to private equity and he now does a lot of philanthropy and he is so successful he says because when he was younger he was bused to the good school schools as a child and now one of his main purposes is to increase opportunities for african-americans if his name sounds familiar it's it might be because last year during the graduation address at morehouse college he pledged that he would cover all the student loans for everyone graduating. In total, that meant that he was donating $34 million. And he could do this because he had that purpose. And that's one of the main lessons from this week is that there's real power in purpose. When we have a strong purpose, we will be persistent and we can push through those hard times. And there's a great example of that from Robert's own life. When he was younger, he wanted to do an internship at Bell Laboratories. It was a prominent uh, place for research, computers, focus, and it was extremely selective to get this internship. The only problem for Robert was he was a junior in high school, not a junior in college. But Robert didn't take no for an answer. He wanted this so bad that he called every day for two weeks. After those two weeks, the company stopped taking his call. And he kept calling every Monday for five months. So that purpose drove him to action. And finally, after five months, Robert had kept calling. They told him that someone had dropped out and that he could come interview. They didn't give him any promises, but they said you can come and at least interview. And Robert was able to get the job as a junior in high school. 
and was going against juniors in college. But because of that purpose, he had persistence and he was able to accomplish his own purpose. The second podcast from this week is How I Built This. This week they interviewed the founder of the company Otterbox, which makes cases for phones and computers. His name is Kurt Richardson. And I didn't realize how successful this company was. Kurt has become a billionaire and has created significant wealth for him and his family simply because he recognized a need. And there's a powerful analogy of entrepreneurship. We've talked about it before, but it compares it to the gold rush. And it says you can become rich by finding the gold or by selling the shovels. And I really like that idea that sometimes we think we have to find the perfect idea, then we have to work hard and develop it. But there's another way to be successful, at least financially with starting a company we can recognize those successful ideas that are already out there. So Kurt recognized that he wasn't gonna create the next iPhone, but he recognized that he could help the people who were already using it. I think there's a deeper lesson though and a bigger reason why Otterbox has been so successful. They're a great example of a company that has a second purpose. They're not doing it just for the bottom line, just for the money. And it's, and it's written in their mission statement as well. Kurt said the company's mission is live to give. And they've been able to do this, Kurt has, by donating a lot of money, but also by creating great jobs for people in their local community. And Kurt talked more about this mission and trying to empower other people. And it gets a little philosophical and a little deep, which I love, but I just wanted to warn people in case it's too much. But I think it's so important to focus on what matters most. Kurt said, it all comes down to determining and deciding what you really want. That will help you so that when you breathe your last breath, you can look back and be happy with how you lived your life. And I love that idea. And again, not trying to be overly dramatic, even though my brothers would probably say that's what I'm best at, but it's so important because we never know when our time is gonna come. And so if we live every day like it's our last, then we can look back and not have any regrets. We can know that we reached our full potential, but more importantly, we can know that we lifted up those around us that we helped and served the people who were struggling around us. And to close this up, Kurt said, when it's your time to go, will you be able to say, great, I lived a great life. You have to start asking that question when you're young to build the life you want. The last podcast from this week is another great one from the Tim Ferriss Show. This week, Tim interviewed Adam Grant. Adam is an organizational psychologist at Wharton, where he has been the top-rated professor for seven straight years. He is an expert in how we can find motivation and meaning and lead more generous and creative lives. 
He is the number one New York Times bestselling author of four books that have sold over two million copies. To start out, Adam talked about the difference between productivity and purpose. And I really like this idea because they talked about on Tim Ferriss's show, a lot of times they talk about how to be more productive, which is important, but that's not the ultimate goal. Adam says, when you feel like you're not productive, it's not necessarily because you're lazy or because you have bad habits. It's because you're not working on the right projects and you haven't found the ones that are intrinsically motivating and meaningful to you. Adam says, if productivity is your goal, you maybe have the wrong goal. To be truly productive, find a project that you really care about and you'll have the motivation to be productive. Again, I really love this perspective because it's important that we don't beat ourselves down, that we might just not be on the right path, but if we can change our path, if we can find a different goal, then we can find that productivity, that motivation, that desire that we need to be successful. And that's what they talked about next was how to be successful. They talked about how it takes time, effort, and support. Adam said, you plant the seeds of greatness in the daily grind. And he was a great example of this. When he was younger, he was in the Junior Olympics for diving. And he talked about how to get better at diving and teaching, he took as many reps as possible. With someone like Adam, he's been so successful at everything in his life, it's easy to assume that it's just been easy or effortless for him. But he talked about when he started out teaching, he got really negative feedback. People said he was so nervous that it actually made them uncomfortable. But Adam didn't, he didn't hide, he didn't run away from that. And said he recognized that he needed to feel that even more. He needed to put himself out there so that he could become better. And I love that idea that if we're willing to feel a little uncomfortable, we will get better at it. I think we're good at whatever we do a lot of, whether it's social media, Netflix, or whether that's reading, trying to become better in our personal life, whatever we focus on and do a lot of, we will get better at. And another way to get better is to seek out feedback. And they talked a lot about uh, constructive feedback, which is crucial, but they made a really important point first that they, when they said, we have blind spots when it comes to our weaknesses, but we also have blind spots when it comes to our strengths. And that's why it's so important to reach out to those around us and to ask them what they see in us, what strengths they see, what positive things they see us doing because our weaknesses can be really tough to change but we can build on and focus on our strengths to have as much impact as possible moving to more of the constructive feedback side they talked about how we all need support networks to reach our full potential but we also need challenge networks people that are willing to push us and hold us accountable to a high standard And this really stood out with Adam. He's incredibly humble. 
With his own challenge network, he enlisted his students to become his coach. Adam took all their anonymous negative feedback, emailed it to the students, so he wasn't hiding from it, he didn't pretend like it didn't exist, he didn't pretend like he was perfect, so he sent that out to them and they spent a whole class talking about it together to make it better. And he said with all of his work, Adam assigns people the role of disagreeing with every word to help make it better. And I really like this idea that when we have a strong purpose, it almost forces us to be humble. Because if the ultimate goal is to make that purpose happen, then we aren't going to let ourselves be a roadblock or an obstacle. We won't worry about who has the right answer. We just want to get to that right answer. And Tim gave another example of how to get the feedback that we need. Because we can recognize the importance of feedback, but if we don't build an environment where people feel safe and comfortable giving it to us, then we'll never receive that negative constructive feedback that we need. So to help, Tim says, when he asks people to review a chapter he's written for his book, he asks them two questions. First, what 20% would you cut from this chapter? And second, what 10% would you keep? And I really like this example because it gives people the permission to give tough feedback. And the last part they talked about was failure and success. Adam, again, who is incredibly successful, he's done well in his personal, professional life. He said, I've rarely ever done anything where I didn't fail first before achieving some success. It's so important to remember that we're not going to be perfect. No one is. We're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. But if we keep going, then we can find the success that we're looking for. And part of this I thought was interesting was Tim talked about how he chooses a project and how he defines success for him. He focuses on two things. One, if he can learn something. And two, if he can build relationships. He said if he can make those two things happen, then he can be a success even when he fails. And the last point, Tim asked every guest if they could put a short message on a billboard for thousands of people to see, what would it say? And Adam said his billboard would say, the most meaningful way to succeed is to help others succeed. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about purpose and support help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It really does make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. Thanks for listening. We know your time is super valuable and it means a lot that you're here. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you on Friday.